Live to tape. Season 2, Episode 36. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. Hello, everybody. Sorry we're... Hey, fuckers. ...coming at you a little later than normal. I blame Elisa. Andrew, Andrew lived to podcast another day. Why would I not? I haven't met Bruce Springsteen um, yet. That's true. That's mm-hmm. next week. I guess, I guess you don't ride a lot of trains. Next week. Oh, my gosh, Laura. Too soon. Too soon. Next but, week, my presence on next week's show is up in the air. I may die after that, but we'll see. So you're in you're in Jersey right now? Yes, for my sister's wedding, which luckily was not taking place on a NJ Transit l- train to or from so Hoboken. I would, <laughs> I would say that's a good thing for her. Yeah, for sure. She's um she's you know her station in life is pretty good. It's pretty pretty stable if that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord. Yeah, very mean. I don't know what you're talking about. So so what happened this week, guys? Yeah, well, we should celebrate uh, getting out and voting because this is the big week to get it done because a lot of uh, states, they're starting to close registration in the next week or two, right? Yes. Yeah. And actually, in relation to that, I wanted to give a shout out to our good friend, Sarah Steelman. She's working with the HP Alliance. Um, And their most recent campaign is called Wizard Rock the Vote. And it's basically endeavoring to register new voters and also empower people to get out the vote in their own communities. Um, We're going to link their Indiegogo page in our show notes where you can actually contribute for the awesome cause that is this campaign and also enter for a chance to win a signed copy of the deluxe edition of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling. Well, that's significant. Coming out this November. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well anyway, done, Draco. If, if you're not registered to vote, you can go to vote.gov and you can mm-hmm. very easily find out how to vote in your state or how to register to vote in your state. And, yes. uh, it's and it's never been easier. So, yeah. yeah. No it's, excuses. I know in, I know in Georgia, the voter registration deadline is October 11th. Um, a lot of states have very similar ones. So okay. if you're not registered, fucking do it. Did you have another no. PSA for us? Yes, get your goddamn flu shots. Why? Bitch. <sighs> um, Do I have to give you the why? Well, I I've never gotten the flu shot, I don't think. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I'm no, actually I, I don't get them mine. either. Wait, so aren't there some pharmacies who do it for free? Even if you a don't lot, have insurance? A lot of them do, yes. Yeah, I know and Rite most, does. Most employers at this point bring people into the office to give you flu shots hmm. i've well, worked at like, i've worked in retail stores where they bring people in to give you free flu shots like the like the trolley lady on the hogwarts train with with candy yeah brings, just like but, that mm-hmm. okay great she brings the yeah. zika virus and all that stuff that's great yeah it's cool Good Wait, for her. Why, don't, why don't you guys get flu shots why do i need it? i mean i'm fine yeah, my body's a temple yeah, you you might be okay if you get the flu, but what if you pass it to your grandmother or somebody who can't handle it as well? Oh, okay, I see. Natural selection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't Natural be a selection. fucking What's idiot. It? I I don't want autism. 
and too late. I, and I don't, I don't think that it's a good idea because you know how that works, right? Like you get a shot and it causes all kinds of complications. That's why I don't do it. Kay. That's it right there. So I had a weird question. I thought I asked this as a little game. This came up when I was talking with Mike uh, like a week or two ago. I don't know why I was thinking about it. I kind of have this thought like every time. So obviously I've been to a lot of Bruce Springsteen concerts and I keep all my tickets and I have all of them but two. For some reason I'm missing these two in particular. But every time I put new tickets in there, I think to myself, this is the coolest collection that I own. Like I I care about this bag of tickets more than like anything else in my apartment. And it got me thinking like if the house was burning down, what things would I take? And cuz let's say it's burning down, you got to get out now. And you got two hands, it's just you, what do you take? And uh, by so I decided my Bruce Springsteen tickets are number 1. My signed JK Rowling book is probably number 2. And then my dog better be able to get himself out because I don't have any other hands to get him. Hopefully Mike has a warmer heart than you do. <laughs> Brooklyn, come out <laughs> quick or else you're going to die. Cause Teddy needs to bring these other things. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. What if you have, what if you are able to, and I'm just asking for a friend. What if you're able to fit things in your butt while you're running out too? Well, oh, that's a valid like, question. Two yeah. hands, you have two hands and your ass, so you could feasibly put more inventory in there. I'm not saying that you should put your dog in there. I'm saying that you could put your dog in there. It's well, a possibility. or or yeah. something else could. I don't know what exactly, but I mean, I mean, in in Elisa's case, you know, the dog could already be up there, and she wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> For more, see a recent after dark. Um. <laughs> What what would you all say if you could two two hands, two or three My things? My fucking self, and maybe someone else that's in the room. You have but to carry yourself out. I, ha- I yeah. But if I you don't have know, to I bring one like, thing I'm, out of I'm, your apartment right like, now, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my my MacBook Air, but I know it's not gonna be my phone because it's always in my pocket. But I feel like if I were to actually start looking for things. I will, I'm the kind of person that will take way too long and debate about this in my head, and then I will spend an extra hour than I should have. So I'm not going to give myself that. Yeah, and I don't want to die because that will ruin my week. So I'm Mm. just going to just go cold turkey and just run out. And if there's someone in in my way, I'll grab their arm and I'll take them with me. But Mm -hmm. like that's, I mean, that's iffy too. Depends on how bad the the house is. So what you're saying is divided by three. Divide, yeah. that's, that's what you're saying. <laughs> Divide by I one. Actually, um, I actually had this scenario kind of sort of once when I was in college. Uh, one of my roommates blew up our oven, like our compl- our oven and stove unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in my bedroom and I just heard this loud boom. And like all this shit went flying and I went, oh, son of a bitch. And I was on my computer. I flipped it shut. I ran out. Fucking the stove and everything was on fire. It's like pieces of shrapnel where it exploded, like pinned into the walls. And I just took my computer and left. And I like I went <laughs> I went uh, I went to my college's like little pub thing and just like got lunch. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But yeah, that's <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs> Elisa, what would you save? Um, 
Realistically, no. Realistically, I'm looking around my room and I'm thinking probably my pocket constitution and my box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> it's a good choice. I legitimately, I'm legitimately serious about that. Oh, you know what? No, actually, probably, probably my Xbox. Right. I can fit all three of those things in my arms, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And you can definitely fit the pocket constitution in your butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. roll it up I I would not belongs. It. however I would never denigrate the constitution with that <laughs> I'm looking around my room right now to see what I would take and I gotta say I need nicer stuff okay well that was a fun game I know uh, you all seem I'm pretty dep- heartless I'm, I, 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 I'm the only one who's taking true valuables um, I well, mean, I, I, guess I, I guess I'd take my dog, realistically. <laughs> I know, you... <laughs> because, well, yeah, I don't know. I gotta take these pa- paper tickets, guys. Hey, they're important to me. Uh, okay, anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about something big happened this the, earlier this week. What was it? Um, oh, the debate. That's right. The Will and Grace. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Will and Grace reunion. <laughs> We're going to spend the next half hour talking about the Will and Grace reunion. Did yes. you watch that, Matt? I, fuck, of course I did. Hey, I watched a couple nobody, minutes. Nobody cares. Moving on. Oh, lots of gays cared. A lot of people cared. Mainly gays, but I a cared, lot of people cared. Actually, a little bit. <laughs> I, I kind of care. I kind of cared. I thought I liked Will and Grace. It was a good show. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. Um, <laughs> no, let's not. Laura, I can sense Laura raging. So the debate, the debate, Hillary, Trump, um, according to uh, this isn't one of your questions, is it, Matt? No. Uh, 84 million people watched on television. That's not including how many people streamed it. So I think it it could be upwards of 90 to 100 million. Uh, So it was a huge event. People were expecting big numbers because finally we were going to see Hillary and Trump go head to head. And Mm -hmm. um, what were our overall impressions of it? Who won? Oh, Hillary oh, hands God. down won. I think pretty much is, everybody agrees on that. She was well, not measured. Trump. Yeah. Well, she, no, well, no. Trump does agree. He just said he's he's blaming it as a rigged debate. He's saying it was rigged in her favor. So I think that's I think that's a good indication that he thinks that Hillary won. Laura, what do you think? Oh. Um, yeah, I think that Hillary clearly won. I think she was measured. I think that she was, she spoke substantively on the issues, unlike her opponent. I just don't see how that's even a discussion that needs to be had. I will say that it was a lot less dramatic than I was expecting it to be. I think people were expecting a lot more drama. I mean, he was super rude and he interrupted her and he said stupid things. Mm -hmm. We're so used to all of that behavior out of him at this point that it didn't come across as dramatic to me as some of the GOP debates did. And because she wasn't she wasn't willing to sink to his level. So I think that was what. Yeah, but I mean, she she did bait him a lot. And and I was I was loving every second of it. Like he was falling for it, too. But she um, threw a couple of punches that were good. And I think Trump is going to come for her harder next debate, which is less than two weeks away, because now he knows that she is going to poke him. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing. 
So I agree Hillary Hillary clearly won, but I don't think we should take that fact for granted. In fact, I actually think that's kind of amazing that she won because this was really she was supposed to lose. Because let's be clear about something. Debates, political debates, presidential debates in particular, um, it's theater. It's all it is. It's theater. And it's all about the expectations game. What do we expect from this candidate versus what do we expect from that candidate? And Clinton was really set up to fail here because everyone expected her to do well. Everyone knew that she Mm -hmm. would go into it very well prepared and well spoken with a lot of policy ideas. Everyone knew that. And so the standard, the, the, the bar for Hillary Clinton was just 100 times higher than that for Donald Trump. Everyone knew that Donald Trump would go into it and be a buffoon. Even his supporters kind of expected and like that about him. And mm-hmm. so just by virtue of the political landscape and how dramatically different the expectations were, she was supposed to. Everyone was saying she, she was going to lose because Trump was going to get in there, be – just a little bit more presidential than we're used to seeing. And it doesn't take much to be just a little bit more presidential for him. And then he would win. That's all it took. All it took was for him to just, you know, be slightly better than normal, like a fraction Mm -hmm. better than normal. And he would win in a landslide. And that didn't happen. So I don't think we should take it for granted that she came out of that uh, doing so well. I think Mm -hmm. it's actually quite surprising Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think we should take it for granted, but I also think that it's an example of how Trump is a textbook narcissist and he just can't fucking help himself. He really can't. He really can't. I think it was Vox. Yeah, the website Vox uh, who said it best, in my opinion, saying calling the debate uh, featuring two people, one an unprepared man that repeatedly shouts over a highly prepared woman. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because she she was holding Trump in the palm of her hand on a lot I of, will... often. Whoa. Often. And she did it without breaking a sweat. When we talk about who wins a debate, too, it should be worth noting that what generally decides that is um, what the people say, who the people say won, who the American people say won. It's not like there's some sort of scientific consensus or some – kind of standard it's just really what what do the polls say and a cnn poll right after the debate within an hour of the debate ending projected that 62 percent of voters thought that clinton won only 27 percent thought that trump won now the next day after people had a chance to sleep on it and read headlines about it a politico poll found that clinton still won by 49% versus Trump's 26%. So even, you know, even after people had a chance to sleep on it, they still thought that that she mm-hmm. swept she swept it. Yeah. I was nervous about those polls though because I took a poll on Time magazine or Time Times website from Time magazine and it oh, was no. 50% and 50%. I mean it was 50% for each of them. Like it was deadlocked half and half. So I was the, just going to bring debate. this up though. Um Somebody who works for Trump caught a lot of shit from Chuck Todd today on MSNBC. And Chuck Todd was pointing out that Trump has been bragging about winning a ton of polls. But the polls that Trump is bragging about are these non-scientific polls mm-hmm. on time. They specifically mentioned time.com where Joe Schmo can go on this website and place their vote. And the reason it's bullshit is because you can easily clear your cookies and vote again. And mm-hmm. so these 
polls from like Politico and that's another one that Elisa mentioned, CNN. Like these are being conducted conducted professionally. You can't vote more than once. Whereas these other polls, like it doesn't matter what Twitter polls, the results are there because they're not scientific. Right. No. And Trump Trump notoriously does better in this kind of online polling for the exact reasons that Andrew just mentioned. Well, yeah. he's really yeah, he, he leads everything on Twitter anyway, because mm-hmm. that's basically his home base. Yeah. And a yeah, lot of sites like to... with Bernie Sanders, to be fair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. exact effect that Bernie Sanders had in online polls. Yeah. So I think the second debate, it may not be watched as it may not be watched by as many people because the excitement will kind of die down. But um, I think it is going to get more heated because Trump mm-hmm. is going to come harder for her. He doesn't want to lose twice. <laughs> well, this was a question I had about the next debate. Um, I th- it was Rudy Giuliani who suggested that uh, Trump should not go on any future debates if he was him. And do you think that Trump's narcissism will keep him from making that no, decision? He's, because he's obviously go- he's going to do the debate. Smart. Giuliani's just nutty well, he's going to Giuliani has gone round the yeah, bend he's, yeah he's gone around the bend but they need to take him out back <laughs> really I mean the stuff he says re- is insane release what? him <laughs> release they just him. need to they just need to set him free <laughs> they should <laughs> they should take a the walk into the woods debate, the next debate by the way is be um uh presidential debate is October 9th and I think it's worth mentioning that the reason so i agree with what you're saying andrew that trump's just going to really come at her even harder than she than he did in the first debate but i think that that's just going to backfire for him frankly because the entire reason that he lost this debate was because he's so easily baited i mean sort of what hillary clinton said you know many months ago she says you don't want a president who can you know be baited with a tweet Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we're dealing with here. So he came out into this presidential stage and he didn't act anything close to to a president. And no. and for like nothing, nothing we've ever seen before. Nothing. I really don't want to lose sight of how insane and unprecedented this kind of behavior is from a presidential candidate. It's insane. And he came out there and he could not reel himself in to save his life. Mm-mm. He couldn't do it. He had to keep saying – he had to keep interrupting her. He had to keep yelling. He would make these offhanded snide remarks like when she brought up his tax returns and why he hadn't released his tax returns. He made this comment about how him not having paid federal taxes made him smart. She was like – "Yeah." she was like, oh, well, you didn't – she was like, you know, the, the few tax returns we have seen, Donald, which aren't many, but the few we have seen show that you didn't pay any federal income tax. And he leaned into his mic and said, yeah, that's because I'm smart. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing he can't help himself. And yeah. so if he goes to debate number two and just unleashes even more, we're just going to see a repeat of number one. But with all the drama that Laura thought was missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also have a clip of uh, Trump here making another snide comment about his taxes. Andrew, can you play that? will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes when she releases her 33,000 emails that have been deleted. As soon as she releases them, I will release, I will release my tax returns. And that's against my lawyers. They say, don't do it. I will tell you this. No, in fact, watching <laughs> smiling. shows, uh, reading the papers, 
almost every lawyer says, you don't release your returns until the audit's complete. When the audit's complete, I'll do it. But I would go against them if she releases her so Blah, 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 blah. But what's great, though, is that Lester followed up with the question saying, well, then if she does release her emails, will you release your tax returns? And he was like, no, of course not, because she's not going to do it. It's not negotiable. Well, and the one thing he hinted at towards the end of the debate when he got really angry that Hillary was mean to her, he was going, that's not nice, man, that is not nice. He hinted that he could have went after Bill for all his fun with the ladies and but he so, did no he did he basically no no but he basically did during but the debate he, didn't, he said he, i was gonna say something really nasty okay, but yeah that's no, what i just said to. well but then he okay. said after the debate why uh, what he was talking about so he basically he he all but said what he was gonna say right but my point is he will go after he he might very well bring that up next debate he said he didn't want to do it in this one because chelsea was in the audience which was which was oh so thoughtful um but i have to think that she's ready for that and she's ready for any other insult he could throw at her uh because she is prepared because she is taking time off off uh the campaign trail to get ready for this um, so any insult that he throws at her, I think she'll be ready for with some sort of zinger back or what just, would, just a professional say, response. What would you say, uh, what highlights were your favorite from the debate? Uh, mine was definitely the one about the birther movement. <laughs> yeah, the birther was good. I also liked when, um, Ooh, okay. She, she was like, um, I think Trump just, just, uh, you know, made fun of me or said something mean about me taking some time off. Yes, Donald, I was preparing for this debate and I I was preparing to be president. <laughs> yeah. She was, yeah, she was like, I think Donald just criticized me for preparing for this debate. Yeah. What I've also prepared for is being president. That was quite well, the line. Here, we that actually have good. a clip here. Let's listen to that one. Donald yes. just criticized me for preparing for this debate. And yes, I did. And you know what else I prepared for? I prepared to be president. And boom. I think that's a good thing. Boom. <laughs> the applause. And boom goes the dynamite. Trump, Trump's face just like, eh, yeah, good point. <laughs> well, at the one. end of the debate, he said that if she won, he'd support her. Yeah, that was that was uh, I don't think he'll stand by that one. <laughs> well, no. I have to say that that might have been. My my favorite highlight of the debate was just Lester Holt asking that question because let's let's take a moment to relish in the genius of that because we've all seen that Donald Trump his his whole shtick is to say that the election is rigged that Hillary Clinton rigged yeah. the election against Bernie Sanders and that she's rigging it in whatever ways against him now and that we've we've discussed in the show before how dangerous it is to play with the legitimacy of democratic elections, how that is literally how like revolts start. Um, and I think Lester Holt was asking that he wasn't asking if he would support her politically. What he asked was, you know, would you accept the results of the election? Mm-hmm. That's what he asked. He mm-hmm. asked that specifically because he's thinking ahead. He's right. thinking ahead and going, I do not like, like as a newsman, I don't want to be complicit in any way for allowing this guy to get off with saying that our elections aren't legitimate. So I'm mm-hmm. going to hold him to this. Yeah. I thought that was really genius of Lester Holt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. agree. 
Yeah, I didn't even think about it. That's that's really smart. And and as a newsman, I don't want to do months of coverage of Trump denying losing election. Trump denying losing election. Um, another um, thing Trump really... did during the debate was he invented a lot of new words. Here's a sample of one of those. Company, I have a tremendous income, and the reason I say that is not in a braggadocious way. It's because it's about time that this country had somebody running it that has an idea about money. Yeah, braggadocious, baby. Shockingly, Hillary. Best words. (laughs) Hillary. Hillary did not flinch when he said that word. I want to know what was going on in her head, though. The amazing moments for me were when she had like Jim Halpert from The Office moments where she just stared straight into the camera like America. This is really happening. Mm -hmm. I found Jesus in that one because CNN um, had up a split screen the entire time. You didn't even see Lester Holt. He was a ghost. Um, They just had those two cameras on. And at first I thought it was a little weird. And that's that's going to be a lot of pressure. For for a presidential candidate to know that the camera is never off of them for the entire 90 minutes without commercials. So, um, well, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. But yeah. but um, I, I think my favorite I mean, as a whole, my favorite part of the debate was the fact that Hillary was calling Donald Trump by his first name, Donald, especially when they. Donald. Yeah, Hi, Donald. How are you? At the very beginning when they when they shook hands. But. Um, I thought it was brilliant because that's I mean, that really got under his skin, uh, refer to calling him by his first name. It also puts he's, him. He's too. Yeah. He's too dumb because, to realize it. But it also puts him at a lower level. Yeah. He's not well, the was, secretary. He's not governor. He's it didn't it didn't Donald. take him long either to to kind of complain about it in like a subtle way. Like he tried to point out by calling her, quote, Secretary Clinton. And then and then after he said that, he said, is that OK? Good. Yeah. Because exactly. I want you to be very happy. It's very important to me. But the it's very smile to me that you're happy. Douchebag. That fucking <laughs> smile that was on her face. The smile that says, like, wow, that didn't take long at all. Wow. It it it's also pathetic how he calls her crooked Hillary at his events and whatnot, and then doesn't have the balls to do it to her face. This guy he got, this guy always talks tough until he's in front of the person. And then he's mm-hmm. a little bitch. Also hilarious that the GOP put out a fucking survey before the debate asking if he should call her crooked Hillary on the stage. And surely they all voted yes. Yes. (laughs) I also filled out the survey per Stephen Colbert's request and filled in all of the other please specify boxes with stuff. Uh, I put in things like release your tax returns. um, Please tell us about your child rape allegations etc that's great um uh. and they and this the fucking idiot sent out another survey exactly like it for the second debate which i also filled out so let's it's, play uh, one more clip here this was another great zinger from clinton i made your party earlier this month you said she doesn't have quote a presidential look she's standing here right now what did you mean by that uh, she doesn't have the look she doesn't have the stamina I said she doesn't have the stamina. Stamina. And no, you didn't. I don't believe she does have the stamina. To be president of this country, you need tremendous stamina. The court was, you I have, just don't think wait, she wait, has wait a Wait a minute, unless you ask me a question. <laughs> Did you ask me a question? You have to be able to negotiate our trade deals. You have to be able to negotiate, that's right, with Japan. 
with Saudi Arabia. I mean, can you imagine we're defending Saudi Arabia and with all of the money they have, we're defending them and they're not paying. All you have to do is speak to them. Wait, you have what? so many different things you have to be able to do. And I don't believe that Hillary has the stamina. Let's let her respond. Well, as soon as he travels to 112 countries and negotiates a peace deal, a ceasefire, a release of dissidents, an opening of new uh, opportunities in nations around the world, or even spends 11 hours testifying in front of uh, a congressional <laughs> committee, he can talk to me about stamina. Boom. The world. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. No. Let me Hillary tell you. has experience. Let me tell you. But it's bad experience. Yeah. Well, so we they go on so to, you know, talk yeah. about his other mean comments. And freaking Rosie O'Donnell gets into the debate, like a presidential yeah. deba debate. Rosie is mentioned like, wow. And 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 Trump's 10 year old son has a little cameo in there, too. Yeah, that was the most odd statement he's had, I think, out of the entire debate, because it literally went in so many different directions and never went anywhere. Let's be clear also that. There's no skirting around the issue saying that you don't have a presidential look um, is yeah. just patently sexist. Like he's yeah. he's obviously referring. There's nothing else you could be referring to. Maybe no. if she had some sort of, you know, girl with the dragon tattoo kind of look, you could say <laughs> she doesn't look presidential. Look at that dragon crawling off the side of her neck. OK, yeah. fine. I would get that. But there's nothing untoward or unconventional about her appearance other than. The fact that she has a vagina, that's it. And and so that's what he's let's just be clear about that. Secondly, I feel like, and maybe I'm reading into this, but I feel like saying she doesn't have the stamina is sort of synonymous with saying she's weak, which yep. of course is yeah. another very commonly uh, used criticism against women, particularly mm -hmm. women in positions of power. You're trying to evoke this image of a weak person, someone who's not strong enough to lead our military etc which is why he starts talking about other countries you know we need someone who can negotiate with japan with saudi arabia with yada yada he's trying to i mean in my opinion he was basically saying to his supporters can you imagine a woman doing all of those things can you imagine a woman being able to negotiate and play hardball with these countries stamina stamina <laughs> I, by the way i think hillary mentions later in that clip we just played she says, I don't think Trump actually answered the question because he kept pivoting to stamina instead of mm -hmm. addressing the look comment and props on Lester Holt for pushing him or at least trying to. Mm -hmm. Anyway, to wrap up the debate yeah. discussion here, Matt has a debate edition of the number. Yeah. In fact, there were um, there were a lot more than I anticipated. I only was trying to get like a couple, but there were a lot of statistics. So let's begin. Uh, Senator Sims, so we'll start with you since you're, this is your topic. Or this is your, this is your My thing. brilliant game, yes. Your brilliant game and the brilliant name for it too. <laughs> the number. All right, so first question is, how many times did Donald Trump interrupt Hillary Clinton during the debate? Uh, 51. What did you say, Elisa? Nothing. Oh. Uh, I'm going to guess 45 times okay you guys all can answer uh, like guess. oh okay uh, i was gonna say 70 something i guess 51 
Yeah, bitch. Like you knew that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did I did know that. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, next question. How many times did Trump interrupt her in the first twenty six minutes? <laughs> twenty six times. Yes. You. Okay. You know what? Next question. <laughs> How many times did did Trump sniff during the debate? And when I mean sniff, exactly, like he just took a <laughs> line of coke. You mean like visibly sniff? It happened yeah. a lot uh, towards the beginning. It yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. Tissue needing Trump. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it's fifty-five. Okay. I'm gonna guess sixty-four. Hello? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with the seventies. Seventies are feeling good. You know, lucky number seven. So. Uh. <laughs> well, Laura, you're you're close. It's thirty-seven. <laughs> oh it felt like yeah, so many more times 37 i th I think these were the most i uh irrefutable sniffs sniffs like there were some that could be could not be maybe he farted i don't know but these were the complete sniffs of the debate and then uh finally the last number question i have well there's one more but it's not from me but um this one is a fact check question so how many false statements did each candidate give, starting with Hillary and then Trump? Uh, I'll say five times for Hillary. Trump, at the risk of sounding stupid, I don't think Trump made up too much shit. Or maybe it was so much shit, I just didn't see a single truth. So I thought it was all truth. Um, I'm going to say 33 times he, he lied. Okay. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I know he lied a lot more than she did. Mm-hmm. Dick. But I I don't know. I, I'm I don't gonna know. say she I'm gonna say she said something wrong three times. Okay. And I'm gonna say he said something wrong twenty six twenty three times. <laughs> okay. I think she well, was wrong more than that. Yeah, see, the the thing is, is that these fact checks are also uh, correcting even even the smallest thing that they say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, because I read, oh God, I went through the, I, I went through it, I went through it, guys. All right, so Hillary Clinton was um, wrong on subjects that she said seventeen times. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's awful. And Trump. 48. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the thing that you have to consider, and this is, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of this doubt to both candidates in this particular case. When you're debating, there's a lot of fuzzy math that gets involved because you're trying to um, take very complicated, detailed policies and boil them down into talking points. I mean, you're effectively trying to tweet mm -hmm. your talking points. So... Uh, you know, when it comes to to just baseline facts in terms of like numbers, I kind of expect that to a certain degree from mm -hmm. both candidates. However, I mean, he's he's saying things like she's been fighting ISIS her whole life, her whole because, adult life. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because like, ISIS has existed her entire adult life. You know, so I think the crazy. the type of 
Yeah, there um, were some that were like yeah. almost like splitting hairs, like uh, like when she to- when she talked about his tax returns and not paying them when he was trying to get a uh, a, a license for a casino, but um, he hadn't. But his tax returns for the past couple of years were he never paid for them. But it was actually just one tax return. It just happened to be for two years. But like it's still you know the same fucking thing. He didn't pay it. But like that, that was one of the fact checks that they said mm-hmm. that she got wrong. So it's, you know, it's some are more truth than others. Yeah. Uh, I put one in here. Uh, this has happened four times in the last week. You guys have to guess. And For it's you? Politics related? Politics related. Oh, okay. Um, um, four, four people got murdered by police. Oh. Uh, I mean, this is, I mean, yes, but That's this a good is one. Spe- specifically politics related, specifically oh, okay. election 2016 related. All right. Uh... That's tough. It's related to a candidate. Oh, um, Gary Johnson has said something stupid. Yeah, Gary Johnson has had four Aleppo moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, sli- are you serious? Four times? Yeah. Though? So he's well, it, it's got so basically, let me just give a little background here. Uh, during an interview, uh, he was asked about the situation in Aleppo, Syria, which is where the refugee crisis is really rooted. And it became clear he had no idea what, you know, where Aleppo was, much less what it is. Uh, and I think Andrew has a clip from this. Who's my favorite? Any, just name anywhere in the country, any one of the continents, any country, name one foreign leader that you respect and look up to. Anybody. <laughs> My one, Shimon Peres. No, no, okay, I'm talking about living. Go ahead. <laughs> you got to do this anywhere, any continent. Canada, Mexico, Europe, over there, uh, Asia, South America, Africa, name a foreign leader that you respect. I guess I'm having an Aleppo moment in the former, former president of Mexico. But I'm giving Mexico. you the whole world. I know, I know. I know Anybody I know. in the world you like. Anybody. Pick any leader. The former president no. of Mexico. <laughs> Which one? I'm, I'm having a brain. I'm well, name any box. Who's your favorite it. foreign leader? Get him off the hook. Name a foreign Fox. leader you respect. He was, he was terrific. Any foreign leader? Uh, Merkel. Okay, Merkel. Okay, fine. Save yourself. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah. So basically, after not clearly not knowing what Aleppo was, much less that it was a city in Syria, um, he he began coining this as his Aleppo moments. He had another one where he said, we shouldn't worry about climate change because the Earth is just going to be absorbed into the sun in 1.3 billion years. Um, he had he had this moment where he couldn't name a single living foreign leader that he respected. And then the other day, he was asked who his favorite Supreme Court justice was, and he couldn't name a single one. Oh, no. His VP candidate had to come in and save him again and go, oh, Kennedy, Kennedy, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, he has a VP choice. Yeah, Yeah, I don't, I don't know who the fuck it is. That is redundant as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't believe if someone asks you who you know who's your uh, a world leader that you admire, how do you not just instantly say Justin Trudeau? Right. Exactly. Yeah, or just like make it, make it up, make, make lie, uh, even if he's not truly your favorite. Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, the only thing that would have been better is if he had said like something like you know Kingsley Shacklebolt, like totally serious, <laughs> thinking that like that's a real person. It's like, oh, I really admire this guy. He, that well, would have gotten millennial vote. 
And then weirdly, he like doubled down on it last night or uh, on last night's Aleppo moment. He tweeted earlier today, it's been almost 24 hours, dot, dot, dot. And I still can't come up with a foreign leader I look up to in that regard, saying like there's no one he can look up to, which is why he didn't answer. But then if you watch that clip, it's it's clear that he just can't think of a candidate because he, he's like because he's dumb or something. Yeah, it oh, just yeah. it just goes to show like there not every joke is better when you own up to it you know right. like well, it wasn't a, it wasn't that, a joke to start no, out with when, when yeah. you make it your own like when you take an insult or a joke and yeah like that like what he tweeted did not make it better you're saying yeah no. it, it really right. did so let's move on to some other news now one of the one of the guesses somebody just made was kind of like a transition into this unfortunately yeah yeah crazy um i just wanted to touch base on this really quickly uh, still not safe to be black in America. Mm. Uh, we've had four um, black men, in one case, a 13-year-old child, gunned down in the last week. 13-year-old child had what police thought was a deadly weapon, later turned out to be a BB gun. Great. Um, and just wanted to share the names of these men because I feel like they're not getting talked about enough. It's Alfred Alongo, uh, Terrence Crutcher. Keith Scott and Tyree King. Yeah, the footage. Years old. Footage is hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. In the in a couple of these cases, there's clear footage that yeah that there is just no reason to to gun them down. And a lot of people still trying to make excuses for for why these things happened. Um, and I think we're just gonna have to agree to disagree because yeah. I think the no. Thing, the footage to... is pretty fucking damning. On a related note, I would point out, or rather I would ask, if you want your president to be someone who supports racial profiling, yeah, because that's that's Trump has recently come out in full force in favor of racial profiling. Yeah, the um, stop and frisk. And yeah. stop and frisk, which was ruled unconstitutional. So not only has the Republican Party ironically nominated somebody who's just openly willing to shit on the Constitution, um, but also just be blatantly racist, because um, there's no other way to say that. If you're in favor of racial profiling, that's racist. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he was really into that during the debate. Uh, he yeah. did not do well during that during the debate either. Not yeah, and I uh I tweeted him during that and I was like Donald I don't think stop and frisk is the same in the street as what it is in Trump Tower. <laughs> what do you like like security checks in Trump Tower? Maybe. Or <laughs> you know sexual assault Oh, I got you. I got ooh, edgy. Yeah. Edgy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to take away from you know those instances that Laura's talking about. It just yeah, makes me totally. think it just makes me think about about like the broader picture. A lot of people still aren't Hillary fans, and I get that. But you know, you have to ask yourself. At least she acknowledges that that's wrong, that mm-hmm. something has to be done. Whereas the other guy is like, "No, this is great. Let's let's do more of that." Yeah. No, you've got the other guy who's talking about how, um, you know, he's completely ignoring like all historical context of the black experience in this country and talking about how. Black people have never had it worse than they have it now. And that's certainly not to say that shit isn't terrible right now, but there's also been equally horrible shit that has happened in the Slavery. past. Slavery. 
Right. Uh, Jim you know, Crow. Jim, Jim Crow wasn't that bad. Yeah. Rodney King. I mean, it's. Uh, right. It's, um, but it's so it's so infuriating, especially the story about this 13 year old boy. Yeah. And the no, officer fucking... who shot him, he shot another man like uh, back four years ago. Yeah. Well, and then you have Alfred Alongo, who, um, by all accounts, had he, he, he was mentally handicapped. And his sister called the police because he was out walking around in traffic. She called the police to help him. Mm. And oh, they yeah. shot him. They shot him because they thought he looked like he had a shooter stance. Oh, yeah. Oh, what that is that? Means. Well, it means that he was black. That's what <laughs> yeah, it means. Right. I'm sorry. That's what it fucking means. It's code. And I've had it with this bullshit. I'm not going to let people use this fucking code language in front of me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it's, and it infuriates me, too, just before we finish especially on social media where, where people will defend police, which is, I mean, I, I don't think we're saying that all police are bad. That's never no. been a conversation, but blue lives and, matter, but people, yeah, Ugh. their reaction to it, their retorts are like their argument is, uh, you know what? I am going to, I, I support my, my police officers because they risk their lives every single day. And I'm sorry if that makes me a bad person, but I, love my uh my police force and that's that is not even in any sense relevant to the argument that we're having right now yeah let's move on to some other news um this is kind of good news california has eliminated its statute of limitations for rape and other sexual assault charges in a major major change to its criminal code this came after 50 women accused comedian Bill Cosby of sexually assaulting them over a four-decade period. Of course, a lot of these allegations only came out um, after the statute of limitations had passed, so there wasn't really anything you could do about it. But now, California has done away with it, so um, you can see some new cases coming into the picture now. uh, Cases for um, cases of rape that allegedly happened a while ago. Yeah. Yay. I'm, I'm really wondering too, like what kind of um, precedent this sets for other states. Yeah. You know, so, um, so one of the things people argue, one of the reasons they say that getting rid of the statute of limitations would be a bad thing is because over time your memory might fade uh, as it would for anything. So um, that may be something that holds it up in other states if they try to attempt to abolish the law. I don't know if you can tell a victim of sexual assault that their memory of what happened to them is going to fade. Um, well, it is shitty. I I mean, no, and I mean, to be perfectly honest, I do understand that approach from a legal perspective. Um, but how could someone forget? The yeah, details? exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It is, it is a very hard topic to try to to try to get a hold of, especially when it comes to the law, because it's, you know, these situations, unfortunately, are very subjective. And it's oh, usually a case of he said, she said. And, you know, having to, you know, recall by memory, not only is not only can be harder uh, for some people than others, but it's also very easy for lawyers and, um, you know, uh, defendants of the accused to manipulate someone 
um, in, into asking them, well, can you remember this? How, I mean, they can like it's it's very easily done. It's very easy to, you know, mess with someone's head and ask certain questions that can go either way. And if they can't answer it, then they just defunct that ent- uh, their entire memory. Yeah. Well, the whole point of our legal system is you have to have proof and rape is a notoriously difficult crime to prove. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of people are coming from when talking Mm -hmm. about there needing to be some form of statute of limitations. Uh, Having said that, I feel pretty mixed. I think think on that. Part of the problem here is that, is that I I agree with what you're all saying. Rape is notoriously difficult to prove, but something that would help a whole fuck of a lot would be if we started testing all the rape kits and actually Mm -hmm. paying attention to rape kits we tell women all the time, you know, if you've been assaulted in any way, even though you might feel, you know, embarrassed or or terrible about the situation, understandably, you know, you have to overcome that, go to the hospital, get a rape kit. But then those rape kits don't get tested. They get swept under the rug. And I mean, we've seen reports across the country of hundreds, thousands of them in certain cities mm-hmm. just sitting in the back and then they get thrown out. Mm-hmm. So it is very difficult to prove rape and our legal system is not built for it particularly well, but a great starting point would be that. Yeah. One more news story today before we move on to surprise bitch. We want to ask somebody about the debate. Um, phones and cars are very dangerous. This isn't something that's <laughs> shocking to anyone. I think we all know this. Um, what? But driving fatalities have been on the rise and, and phones are easy to blame. Uh, there was a story in the New York Times this week about... Um, this lawsuit going through court right now. Um, this woman, Ashley Kubiak, sped down a Texas highway in her Dodge Ram truck. She checked her iPhone for messages, so she was distracted. She crashed into a sport utility vehicle, killing the driver and a passenger and leaving a child paralyzed. Um, so there's this lawsuit related to that 2013 Texas crash that is raising the question, does Apple or any other cell phone maker have a responsibility to prevent devices from being used while drivers are driving? Um, So this lawsuit, experts think, is not going to go anywhere. They're trying to sue Apple, but it's not really their fault. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is bullshit. But but fucking shit. I think it's complete Take responsibility for your own fucking actions. So my question is... Should cell phone makers do something to prevent? Because so the thing that they could do, and we've all seen this, if you use Waze or if you use even freaking Pokemon Go, it's like, hey, you're running. Stop running. Or if you use Waze, it says, well, you're moving fast. And then there's a little passenger button to say, hey, I'm a passenger. That's why I'm moving fast while using this app. Should the I so so there's technology in the phone. It can detect the speed you're moving. Should iphone or android if it doesn't explode in your face um tell you stop you from using your phone if you're going faster than say five miles per hour that's a good i have no problem i have no problem with them including some kind of notification system but i feel like it's a slippery slope what other things are people going to die doing with their iphones that later family members and friends are going to come out and say oh apple should have prevented them from using their iPhone while they were cooking over an open fire. Like, <laughs> I'm so, I just don't see how this is Apple's problem. And listen, I fuck with my phone when I drive sometimes. That's on me. 
Yeah. It's 100% mm-hmm. on me. I am an adult. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that that's dangerous. Yeah, totally. I'm with you. And one of the problems is Apple wouldn't be able to tell if you're a passenger or not. So, like, are they going to lock out every single person in a car from right. using a phone, even if they're in the back seat? There's just no way of knowing. So, yeah, I agree with you. You just got to be yeah. responsible. I-, I check my phone, too. I'm not proud of it, but I'm, it's, I can't help myself. I'm freaking addicted. But I also well, try to set an example. Too. Like, if I'm in the no, car you know with what? my younger brother, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do it while I'm driving because I don't want to set that example for him. Well, I have that dock that, um, Andrew, you suggested where it's like mag- it's magnetic and you just put it on the dashboard. Yeah, so it keeps your phone and that's, at eye it's level. It's amazing, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's definitely helped me at least. It keeps your, your head at least around the same level to where <laughs> right. you can look. But, um, no, I, I still have not forgiven Pokemon Go for doing that. You're going too fast. Okay, you got to press this button because I have – I missed out on a fucking Psyduck. And I and I only needed one more to evolve. Oh, in. I'm so sorry. Make him and your buddy, and then problem solved. You know what Apple could do to help with this is not necessarily locking me out of my phone, but enabling fucking Siri to do voice commands for apps that aren't made by Apple. That well, awesome. Laura, with like, iOS if- 10, they opened that up to developers. But yeah, I that's a good idea. Well, yeah, what I'm saying, like, so for instance, I use Spotify. I don't like Apple Music. Yes. So it would be really nice if I could just fucking tell Siri to play the song or the playlist that I want in Spotify instead of having to navigate to it while I'm driving. Yeah, but Apple's never going to do that. Never going to do that. Yes, they are. They just, in iOS 10, they just opened. No, in iOS 10, they just opened (laughs) Siri up to developers, so they can use it. So it's up to the developers now for it to actually work, but. Um, you know what else Apple could do? Stop making their phones so damn awesome. So I don't want to look at it. How about that? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now you're full of solutions, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what happens instead is, you know, a little message pops up that says, are you driving? Yes or no. If you click yes, the phone just explodes and kills you. In the <laughs> there you go. There or you go. How about go. Siri calls you a that. fucking idiot? Andrew, yeah. you are a fucking or- idiot. A great, a fucking, a great deterrent would be if you, if it's like, are you driving? You hit yes. To like mass emails your whole office, like, <laughs> like all your pictures, like your whole like yeah. photo album. Yeah, or a picture that would of your be dick. talk about deterrent to looking at your phone. <laughs> I, I would not like that. Or <laughs> like in some countries, on the cigarette box, they have to post a picture of like what it does to your lungs or what it does to your teeth. Like, if you're driving, Apple should flash a picture up on your phone of a, a crashed car into a pole with a dead body sprawled out on the ground. This Andrew, could be you. I think, I think yeah. What? Stop. It's what? getting it's getting a little morbid. Okay. All right. Sorry. 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 It's time now for a surprise, bitch. We are not going to call numbers one through eight or nine or so because they have all been called. So instead, okay. we're going to pick a number between 10 and 500. Who wants to do it? Elisa's turn. <sighs> okay, I'm going to choose 47. Ooh. Was that the number of times uh, Trump lied? No, that was fifth. No. That's 48. Know. Was oh, 47 something else? No, I just randomly chose it. Okay. 47 is four plus my favorite number. Well, that is Pedro. 
here in America. <gasps> my, oh my son, Pedro. Oh my God, it's Saint, you guys. It's Laura's child. Yeah. He knows. Don't worry. Yes. Pedro? Yes. Surprise, bitch. It's millennial. What's up? Hey. Pedro. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. No, we're kidding. No. It's not us. <laughs> what the fuck? What's up, dude? <laughs> you signed up for an old. Si- Estoy tomando. Estoy bien barato. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, translate for us, please. He's really drunk. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my girlfriend just left town and um, watching Narcos on Netflix. Oh, oh Narcos is so good. It's a good show. So, did you uh, did you watch the debate? I did. I did. Did you watch in horror? Did you? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, um, one of the biggest things that I noticed was that the moderator Lester so bad. Oh, you thought did so? Not at all. Mm, yeah, they were kind of talking over him and each other well, a lot. Yeah, no, he did. He um he interrupted Hillary like fourteen times. I looked um I I looked at, I looked that up as well. Um, he only interrupted Trump like four. Yeah. So, like, fuck men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was kind of ridiculous. Mm. It's because he's not Anderson Cooper. That's why. Don't worry, Anderson will set things right. He. <laughs> Lester got tougher as the debate went on, I think, because because time was starting to they obviously fell behind. Lester hinted at that. And then uh, then they were really running out of time at the end. So he had to push him a little harder. But I don't know. I thought he did. I feel like there were people in his ear, like pushing him to like be stronger because everyone on Twitter, everyone on any social media was like, this guy sucks. (laughs) I feel like the debaters always get screwed over. Like they're in a can't win position. Like we always complain about the moderators, I think but yeah uh, Pedro, we have a couple questions for you uh do you play with your phone while you drive play with my phone yeah do you like, like use, use your, your phone, phone. text you sort know of a sexual way of i know yeah, Laura. <laughs> the you guys don't, you guys don't play with weird, your phone oh by I phone put it away like i try to bike a lot so anytime i'm like driving i'm with my girlfriend and like make her uh tell me to put it away <laughs> oh that's, that's good yeah. you're a good person yeah like, i would I, I usually use the passenger to tell me like if i use my phone like yell at me because oh wow it can be bad oh that's that's smart yeah i hmm, maybe i should do that yeah, yeah don't ever don't ever drive with me because i don't yeah <laughs> how, how long have you been with your girlfriend um we've been together for like three years now Oh, congratulations. Uh, we're both That's... from Washington State, but cool. we're both living here in Columbus, Ohio now. Okay. Is she the one? You going to propose to her? Andrew. Oh, what? God. I want to know. Okay, now she's going to listen and expect all these things. <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it when people ask me that. All question. right, if she listens, actually, then never wait, wait. mind. Here's actually a serious question. You say you live in Ohio, right? Right. Well, that's kind of an important state politically. So, what's it like there? What's the what's the atmosphere? Are you registered to vote? I am registered to vote. I'm a fifth year senior at the Ohio State University. Um, it's pretty much like I think around campus, around seventy percent Hillary, but there's mm-hmm. a good amount of like frat douches that are pretty pro Trump. Mm-hmm. Kind of, of ridiculous. Well, yeah, because they're anti women. <laughs> Yeah, unless um, they're inside. So we're trying to deal with that. 
But I think for yeah. the most part here in Columbus, mm-hmm. as a super senior, we're dealing with uh, Trump people pretty well. Well, and that's and the so, thing. What? Go ahead. I wanted to ask you, being in Columbus, there's been other stuff going on in the last right, week, a really the, recent the shooting. shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has that been? So um, I'm not trying to sound like a big nerd here, but I listen to NPR every single morning. Oh, my and God. So, that cool. That's not <laughs> and nerdy. So every, every single, like, uh, the day that, the morning that it happened, only a few hours after it happened, it was big news here. And I was really, really, really afraid because I knew that it was going to break nationally with all of the Black Lives Matter, which obviously I'm a supporter of. And just all of the racial, like, uh, issues that are going on right now. And so once that broke, I knew it was going to be a big issue. And people around me were like, oh, well, he had a BB gun. He, th- there, there was no way that the police could know. But something that my girlfriend told me, because she's a teacher here, is she heard from other people who had actually taught that, who had taught Tyree. He was oh, like no. four foot eight. He was very small. Like, there's no reason that the police should have thought that he was a threat. Mm. So the morning of the issue of the shooting, I was just hearing very different sides from it. And it was very concerning. Mm. Yeah. Like, I fucking had a BB gun when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And, and like so many, so many, I mean, not to be sexist, but like a lot of young boys, they like they have BB guns, especially back in like going as far as 50 years. We've. Yeah. Like it's been one of like the the toys that boys like to get. Yeah, well, and let's be-, be completely honest. Guns are a part of the American national pastime. Whether mm-hmm. you like it or not, it's so deeply rooted in our culture. You can't make it okay for one race to run around being gun crazy and not for another. It's Very fucking well said. bullshit. Oh. I completely agree. Yeah. Like you think back to a Christmas story and the the kid wants to get a yeah the red rider yeah you'll shoot your eye out that's part of American history and like we're completely okay with that and we celebrate it every single year but somebody else different different color you know they walk around with that kind of thing and it you know unfortunately ends their life and yeah I think it's something we really need to talk about yeah absolutely I think more people need to listen I think people are talking. (laughs) Just no one, just mm-hmm. everyone's brushing it off. Yeah. All right, Pedro. Well, it was good talking to you. Um, Laura, just Andrew, pa- I have to make fun of you because you were. I, I posted on the millennial Facebook page. You're trying to kick people off. You're trying to kick me off the phone right now. Did I kick? No. What do you mean I'm kicking people out? <laughs> no. Uh, Laura just passed me a note. She wants to uh, come over and help you play with your phone. She said she's going to show you what that's like. <laughs> No, I'm Pedro. just messing with you guys. <laughs> no, son. it's all good. That's wrong. What, Laura? Pedro, Pedro's my son. That's yeah, what does that mean? Pedro, that, I, I legit don't right know there. if we've. I think the we've mentioned fuck? this before on the show, but Laura and I have talked about how if she ever has a child, she's going to name it Pedro, regardless of gender. <laughs> yeah, no, he knows because he's. <laughs> oh, I think I know. Pedro, you've mentioned it in the group, right? You and I have had exchanges. <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, I've listened to you guys since like uh, since early MuggleCast, so big oh, that's fan awesome. here. Awesome, awesome, and it's really weird that I'm answering this call while I'm pretty intoxicated. <laughs> so 
It's yeah, it is pretty weird. Good talking to you too. How old are you, by the way? Uh, twenty-three. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, fuck I you. Met yeah. him when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you drinking, by the way? What, what's your? Um, right now it's a little scotch. Oh, yes. Wow. Sorry. Oh, sophisticated. <laughs> it's a little too you are excited. Way too classy to be listening to us. <laughs> he's I know. Drink, like I know he's drinking scotch and watching Narcos. Like that's no, no, he's drinking scotch. You're drinking scotch and listening to NPR, and we're like, what the fuck are you doing listening to us? That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he's smart. So that's a big difference. Yeah, he seemed like a catch. But, but, what are you? What are you? What are you trying to say, Laura? I think Laura's the next question is just gonna be. So, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell us. We, we, we don't want to get too I've, turned I've on. Been yeah. waiting a long time to actually talk to you guys, though. So oh, cool. Weird that it ha- it's happening right now, but <laughs> Andrew wants Aww. to kick me off the phone. So I do not. <laughs> Andrew's do always not. trying to kick people off the phone, and it's our job to keep asking you questions. <laughs> You should, you yeah. should actually hear it when we finish recording at the end of the night. So, like, we literally hit the stop button, and then Andrew's like, uh, okay, well, see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, because by that time, I'm, like, exhausted. It's hard work hosting this show. All right, Pedro. Well, it was good talking to you. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, you guys. Okay. Enjoy your scotch. Enjoy Narcos. Yeah, thanks for your Best. support. Besos. Bye. Bye. That's Pedro who's not gonna remember this call tomorrow because he's <laughs> <laughs> drunk off his ass. No, he's gonna wake up pissed. Like that fucking Andrew kept trying to cut me off this call. Well, you may have noticed when he first answered, like he sounded miserable. And then Well he didn't he didn't answer for a while. <laughs> I was getting nervous. Well, I mean, he's also watching Narcos, which is like pretty dark it's show. Intense, it's an intense show, yeah. Yeah, he sees like, yeah, you, you pretty have to cute. Read. By the way, I, I can see why you want to play with his phone, Laura. I can't think about my son that way. Stop <laughs> trying to fucking okay, stop calling him Jesus. your son. That's so creepy. Yeah. How no, is that not? Creepy? Because he's not your son. That's why. It, okay. Not okay. not creepy to like make sexual insinuations about somebody that you don't know over the phone. No, that's you not. Hear... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> serious, serious though, guys. Okay, I was so all right. I was watching porn the other day. Let's just uh-huh. be honest. This is I swear to you, this is related. I have to tell you this. <laughs> and you know how like <laughs> you know how like little. Like there will be um like little recommendations or like whatever like avatars or whatever at the bottom yeah, of the page. Yeah, yeah. There was like this. There was there was this video and it was captioned, and it said um something something touches his son, and I was like mortified. <laughs> like what the what the fuck is this? I'm about to like report it to the police or whatever. Turns out it was like an anime. And the guy in the anime refers to his penis as his son. No. Oh. No. Oh, well, that's not sexy. No, Whoa. no, it wasn't. But, like, no, this is a not. serious question. Is it, like, legal for, it must be, for anime to have, like, father-son stuff? Well, it's <laughs> legal for, like, human people no, to it's not. have father- no. it, as long. Well, in well porn, it is, but, well, no, but in porn, it's always, like, the stepson. It's never, like, no. the son. Oh, my God. No. 
No, that's not true. I I, I have a subfolder in my hard drive. Okay. I can oh say. my! This is not. No, I want to be clear. This <laughs> is not, not you, actual. Laura. This was not actual. In, it wasn't incestuous at all. It was just a guy referring to his dick as his son. I see. Well, it's incestuous now. Super, uh, super strange. So when I... Laura keeps calling Pedro her son, <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to this. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. End of show. Goodbye. End of show. Yeah, I'm quitting. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Coming up in After Dark today, we're going to talk about companies that have fucked us over. Including porn websites that mislead us to think we're actually going to watch some father-son stuff. <laughs> Doing it right now, actually. No, it happened. I'm touching my phone right now. It's turning into a plus. Do we have an outro song this week? Is there a song called Pedro? That would be appropriate. Yeah, I bet you can find a song on Spotify. How about Pedro E. Pedro? That's two Pedros. Yeah. Well, we spoke about two Pedros today, didn't we? Laura's fantasy son and uh, <laughs> real son, apparently. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Touch Laura's son. <laughs> touch Laura's son tonight. <laughs> Laura's going to go touch her son now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I misread the song, song title. It's Pedro y Pablo. Pedro y Pablo. Oh, wow. Potato, well, no. potato. <laughs> No, I don't know. I was my eyes are, you know, it's the end of the night. My eyes are fading. It's like five thirty. He's uh, no, he's he's your time, guys. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, it's very late. Yeah. It's eight thirty here. It is late. I took a red eye Tuesday night to get here. I'm never taking a red eye again. Yesterday I was dead. I slept until noon today. It was awful. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Pedro. I was hoping you would say that. We'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Pedro Pablo era un hermano. Ya amigos inseparables. What are they saying, Laura? Quedaron abandonados. This is so racist. Vieron sus padres. Pedro el mayor se decía que a Pablo nada le falte.